0: Welcome to On Demand. This is Pastor Rick. You know, I am a big fan of On Demand because it's like the Word of God in your hand. Get it when you want to. Today we talk about the truth. We're going to continue our study in the book of Acts, and it's just absolutely fantastic because that day we get to see truth in action, and we see what happens when a family decides not to believe the truth. It's kind of scary, but it's also good. So don't, don't worry. It's a little bit of a horror movie in here, but it's also some good. You'll learn a lot today, so don't, don't leave. Enjoy today's message. It's the truth. And let me tell you, maturity demands it. If you want to be a mature person, you've got to tell the truth. Even when it hurts, just pause with me and let me pray. God help them today as they jump on this train with me as we talk about the truth in Jesus' name. On demand for you in just a minute. Stay right there. Don't leave. It's going to be a good sermon. Glad you're back with us today. You know, I I like this sermon we're about to share with you because I like... (laughs) like the message is simple. It's about one word, truth. I am convinced that one of the mistakes we make in life is not being honest. I've not been honest with myself. There are moments when I have lied to me, lied to me. and, And I meant, well, I mean, I was trying to tell the truth. I thought I was, but the truth was really hard to face. And in Acts chapter five, you see something that maturity demands which is a series we're in now called what maturity demands and and it's really the answer to a question that we've been dealing with all year you know the question for the year is remember how do you live in a new world but if you are going to live in a new world there are a number of things you're going to need you know home training managing your resources managing your expectations uh good investments uh and you got to understand the god you love and you also are going to have to make sure you're mature That's one of the things that we've been talking about for the last several weeks. And we're walking through the book of Acts for a reason because the book of Acts is like the place that all this starts. People are maturing and growing, learning how to serve God. And in the midst of learning how to serve God, certain things come to the surface. And one of them is your level of maturity. In Acts chapter five, there's this exchange. The church is going through a real difficult time financially. And so they raise some money with the intent of helping poor people and so they have this big free will offering this is a big statement here free will offering people made pledges i'm going to sell some land i've got i've got a house over here i'm going to sell and give all that money to the to this cause i got a chariot over here this chariot's a mercedes-benz chariot i'm going to take this chariot and sell it and then give the money so people were doing stuff like that and so you see this incredible uh generosity in chapter 4 of acts where people are Selling in their possessions and giving it and laying it at the apostles' feet and saying, "Here, here's my donation." Well, there's a there's a couple, Ananias and Sapphira, and they decide to participate in this offering. And again, it's free will, it's public, it's in the open, and you know, people are like, "Oh man, can't believe you're selling your Mercedes-Benz chariot!" Oh my God, I can at least sell my Dodge chariot then. You know, people people are really like really into this thing, right? And one of the things that starts to happen and especially in religious environments, is sometimes you get caught up in the moment and you're trying to be impressive, but you're not honest. Now, I want you to be clear. There's no compulsory force or anything. That no one's gonna get it right, Temple. There's no one forcing, that's what I'm trying to say. it. No one's forcing anybody to give anything. It's free will. But they come up with this plan to not tell the truth about what they gave. And so this whole chapter, or at least the first part of the chapter, is about that, that moment. They're found out, and what happens, and it's just really ugly, kind of like a little scary movie, but it really shows you the danger of lying. And so this is about truth. So I want to start off by asking you a couple of questions, okay, just so you think with me for a minute. First of all, are you telling the truth? Are you an, are you an honest person? In your life right now, if I were to look at you up close, are you telling the truth? Now, I know that there are things in life that people can't say to you the truth you know i was talking to a guy uh, one time who works in um um works on what i call the dark side of the government where you, you know you you're cia fbi and you can't say everything you know and there's a, there's a there's a and jesus did that to some degree there are some things that can't be said Here's what Jesus said in John 16, 12. It might be interesting if you just know this. because this is the verse I share with those friends of mine who are in that work. I have much more to say to you more than you can now hear. I have much more, Jesus said. There are a lot of things I want to tell you disciples, but he said I can't tell you everything now. So there there are moments when you can't say something. I, I get that. There are moments and you just can't say it for all kinds of reasons. I get that. But this is not one of those moments. This is a moment where they had the power and the options um, to say something that was truthful, but they chose not to. So here's a principle I want to just kind of lay out before you. And then I'm, I'm putting a statement for you. And I want to put it on the screen because I want you to think about this statement. Because throughout this sermon, this statement says a lot about what happens to these people. Here's how it goes Your decisions and consequences reveal the truth about your maturity. Your decisions and your consequences they made some decisions that led to some consequences that showed their level of maturity was not way up here but way down there there are people when they engage you they decide to lie on the front end you've dated people like that you've gone with people like that they don't present the truth about themselves sometimes they're not really familiar with the truth you know especially in dating be careful you know you don't always know Person thinks they're okay they think they're one way but until you deal with them a little bit you know they're not as neat as they think they are or they're not as organized or not as committed or whatever and they're not always as honest so sometimes because they have made a decision to not be transparent and honest they have consequences and these consequences vary i mean sometimes the consequences are are scary i mean they're way worse than you can imagine and that's what chapter five is I, 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 this whole chapter, I can't explain to you why they had the consequences they're going to have. And there are things in you, that you can do know, that you can't explain. Somebody else could lie and they, they're fine. They never get caught. You lie and you go to jail. You lie and you get brought up on federal charges. You know? I mean, I don't, why? I, I don't know exactly why. That's not always even. But the biggest decision you can make is to make sure you're honest. So watch this unfold. This is a story, a little bit of a horror movie, watch it, chapter 5, verse 1. Now, a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but bought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. So Ananias and Sapphira, I'm going to make up a number, okay, Decide they're going to sell a piece of property for $100,000. I'm making this up. It's not the number, but I'm just making the number up to make the point. They decide they're not going to tell Peter and the disciples that they got $100,000 for it. They're going to tell them they got $50,000 for it. Again, I'm making up a number to make a point. So they come to Peter and they come to the disciples and they laid at the apostles' feet. Now, when they said that, that meant it was done in public. This was a public thing. Everybody, I just sold some land and decided to give it to the cause of helping these poor people in Jerusalem. And I'm, my wife and I, Safira and I, have decided to give all of the money that we've gotten from this property. $100,000, well, I'm sorry, $50,000. But in reality, it wasn't $50,000, it was $100,000. So they lied, and they lied in public. They get all the glory from all the people. Everybody claps. Everybody's going, oh, boy, did you see what Ananias and Sapphira gave? So there's this excitement, and everybody's really thrilled. But the problem is they're lying. That's the problem. The problem is they're lying. Church people, religious people, not telling the truth. Okay? So watch this. So all of a sudden now, verse 3. Peter said, Ananias. Right after he says this. How is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Pause. Busted. How did he know? I don't know. People talk. Some kind of way, time he said it, Peter knew he was lying. And so Peter calls him on it. His wife's not present; it's just him, and and he he says, "You, you know, you're lying, right? We know you sold that property for a hundred thousand, and now you're telling us you gave you are you, lying." A moment, let's freeze for a minute. Think about that. <laughs> um, that you know, it you'd almost want to go. God, it's awful. And so, watch what happens. It it, it elevates. And this is what lies do sometimes. They elevate beyond what you expect. And so the next statement is, he said, um, didn't, verse 4, it belong to you before it was sold? There's no reason for you to lie because it all belonged to you. You could have gave nothing. You could have gave 10000 You could have gave 5000 You could have gave 1000 You didn't have to get up here in front of everybody and lie. That's, catch this. You're in front of everybody and you're lying. So watch this. After, after it was sold wasn't the money your, at your disposal. Ananias, nobody told you what to give. It was your money when you sold it. It was your money after you sold it. You could have changed your mind. Said, so we know I was going to give, you know, uh, you know 100,000, but now I think I'll only give 50,000. It was all up to you. Here's what I want you to see. He had full control, full power, and he had time to think about it. What? made you think of doing such a thing? What are you thinking, man? That's what he says to him. (laughs) You have not lied just to human beings. Here's the problem. You lied to God. Now this is about integrity. Please notice there is a money decision that was brought to congregation the money decision they had to make was hey we're trying to help these poor people how many of you want to join us and help and end of chapter four of acts they all started selling property and they start that was a money decision they made and that's really important to understand that's that's how it works you know people have to decide um boy i can spend a lot of time on that one because i can say uh, just as a sidebar here a lot of times when churches are asking people for money if they have not been taught how to save money, if they have not been taught how to how to be entrepreneurs, they don't they they don't know how to they can't give much because they don't have much. I I think it's a phenomenal statistic about how disparity, um, how different the net worth of certain people is compared to others. You know, and I don't mean any harm. I'm not putting anybody down. I'm not trying to make, you know, but there 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 there's a tremendous disparity. And boy, I I I'll trace that, and I don't chase that rabbit, but here's the point i'm making they had the money they had a decision to make and they decided to lie so now we got an integrity decision they made a money decision to sell the property they made a money decision to make a public pledge now they've got an integrity problem they made an integrity decision This decision was to intentionally lie that's what i want you to see and obviously in peter's mind this is huge lying to god man is one thing lying to god is another So watch what happens. This is what I call an unexplainable consequence. I cannot even imagine why this happened, but it happened. And that's why I think it's something for you to to note. Look at verse five. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. Um, And great fear seized all who heard what happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. Okay, now that is beyond me. I'll have to ask God when I get to heaven about this one, but let me just say to you, he died. Did he have a heart attack? I don't know. Did God zap him? Uh, Boy, I hope not. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is he died. You lied and you died. That's what I know. I know that happened. What's going to happen if you continue lying to you? what's going to happen you're lying about your health you're lying about your money you're lying you're lying you're lying lying to yourself you're lying you're not truthful you're not in a good mental state you're lying to yourself you are up and down and you know it so you're lying to men and you're lying to God God sends you help and you still you're still lying this is a moment where you have to kind of pause and say, if we keep lying in this marriage, we keep lying, we keep lying. I'm having these violent thoughts, and and if I'm having these violent thoughts, I'm lying to myself if I don't go and get counseling or get help because I'm thinking about doing something awful. If that's you, are you lying to yourself? This guy's lying to himself. So all of a sudden now, he falls dead. He dies. It's Tragic. It's a consequence I can't explain. But what's interesting is there is this... Sense when you read the text that there's a judgment here, that, that there is some kind of um, spiritual repercussion for lying. Do you believe that, Pastor Rick? You believe that God zapped a guy and he died? Kind of looks like it. Kind of looks like it. And you just, just want to go, God, you know, if I'll tell a lie, you want to check your pulse and am I going to die? <laughs> you know, Jesus. I, oh, boy, this is scary. I've always been, when I read this, a little bit nervous because here's, here's what happens. I know people who lied and didn't die. I know people who got away with things. The question is, will you? So he dies. Now, verse 7, it takes on another level of interesting uh, consequence because now his wife comes in. She doesn't know he's died. She doesn't know anything that's happened. Um, Verse 7, about three hours later, her husband's been dead three hours. Three hours later, she came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Without thought, she says, yes. Well, watch what happens. Um, Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen. Uh, Sapphire, you're lying. And you have conspired. Now, this is important because somehow what you see here is a conspiracy. They got together. They wanted to deceive everybody. So does that mean that they were not really sincere at all? They were really hypocrites that... They're being punished for being phony. They're being, fu- they're being punished because this lie is not just a little lie, it's not you come you call a white lie, a little lie. This is, this is a conspiracy. I've decided to intentionally not tell the truth. I've intentionally decided to live contrary to what God says and to lie about it. And so these are the words that Peter said to her that are just horrifying. Watch this now. Peter said to her verse nine. How could you conspire to test the Spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband, that's news to her, right? Buried Buried my husband. Yeah, he's dead three hours ago, are at the door, and they will carry you out also. And so she fell dead. Wow. Okay, so what's all this about? The truth. You don't know what your consequence will be for lying in your circumstance. I, I don't know what, what happened to you, and I don't know what would happen to me. So the best thing to do is just stay away from all of this lying stuff. Now, I, um, I don't like this chapter. I don't like this story. I don't like these consequences. But I don't control them. I don't get to say, well, that's cold. I don't, I, don't, I don't get to have an opinion on this. All I can say is, here's what happened. And so the bigger lesson for me is to tell the truth. Now, okay, Pastor Rick, so tell me what's hard to tell the truth about. Everything. The truth. Uh, some of you have issues with lust, and you're just not truthful. Some of you have issues with money, and you're just not truthful. Some of you have issues with people, that you don't have a real reason to have issues with. But the truth is, you're just not a good family member. You're not a very nice sister. You're not a very nice brother. You're not a great employer or employee. There are, the truth is hard to look at. The truth is hard to face. And that's one of the reasons why I think this season has been difficult for the world and difficult for churches in particular, because it's hard to look at the truth. It's hard to say you know, the truth. The Bible said, speak the truth in love. And so do you allow anyone to speak to you? Uh, I, I have really wrestled with myself around this topic for years because I know the temptations to not be honest, and I I, I think the salvation for me has been I've forced myself to be brutally honest to so ask myself questions all the time. Ricky, where are you? Are you happy? Or are you sad? Where are you Where are you financially? Why are you there? What didn't you do well? What could you do better? As a pastor, what were some mistakes you made? What were some things that you, you could, you, you, you look back and you see, I, I didn't get that right. In your marriage, what, what's not true? What's not true You know, you, with your kids? What's the truth? How do they see you? What are the things that you can improve on? What, what, um, What about your eating habits? I mean, I I have a list of things that, you know, I'll ask myself a a question a day or a couple of questions a day and and have that honest with just Ricky moment. And for some of you, that's exactly what you need. There's got to be a reason why you don't have any friends. There's got to be a reason why you're not able to to maintain a, a healthy relationship, why you're always violent or fighting. I mean, what's the truth? Are you willing to look at it before it kills you or before you harm somebody else? Are you willing to pause and just kind of take a moment? Every time I read this story, I'm like, God, boy, that's a heavy consequence, God. I I mean, I just almost want to like intercede for them, you know. But here's what I believe God is fair. So here's what I would assume from this story. This ain't the first time. I would I wouldn't assume. That this is somehow accidental that they just kind of stumbled into it, didn't mean to. This is a calculated attitude that, and this became one lie too many. I don't know that for sure, but here's what I could assume. Obviously it was one lie, too many. One person, too many. You sleep with one more person out of wedlock, you commit adultery one more time, you, you, you jump on one more person. I, I don't know where the one more is for you. I don't know where the one more, I don't know where that is. I don't know where that line is. But here's what you can say, I'm not doing one more. I'm, I'm not doing one more. You know, Every now and then, man, I have this hard time stopping and looking at myself and saying, come on, Temple, what's the truth, dude? Come on, man. Let me tell you something. You can hide behind your Bible, hide behind your Christian language, hide behind your shouting, hide behind your dancing, hide behind your denomination, hide behind your religious affiliation, hide behind your title pastor, hide behind all that you can hide, but the truth, the Bible says in John eight thirty two, will set you free. If you really want to be free, if you want to be free of certain worries and concerns, you need to tell the truth. I'm surprised. This is is the truth. I'm surprised at how many lies I believed. There are things that we wanted to do. The truth be told, we should have never done it. What's the truth? The truth is, for some of you, you need to release some things. In our next study, I'm going to talk about one word, delegation. The truth is you're doing too much. The truth is you can't continue My salvation in my life is that I have teams helping me with everything. There's something about giving it over, and and that's what the Bible talks about in in the book of Acts chapter 6. He challenged them to turn some things over. What needs to be turned over in your life to somebody else? Your family's too busy. You're running around. Your house is a mess. You're tired. You're emotionally out, out of sync. You need a nap. You're not sleeping enough. That's the truth. Your body is getting way out of control. That's the truth what's the truth and are you telling the truth if you're like me i have to admit i've lied a few times i was sincere but in hindsight that wasn't the truth should have never bought that should have never done that should have never gave that away that's the truth didn't study hard enough that's why i made the grades i made that's the truth the truth is i ran off that friend the truth is i wasn't fair the truth is that's the truth what is the truth Listen, maturity demands it. And so, Father, I pray for those today who've heard this message. May it speak to them in a way that takes them to a new place of truth. I give you all the praise for your hand of grace. I also pray for those who don't know your Savior, never given their lives to Jesus, but they realize today I need that change in my life. So let this be that moment they accept Christ and may this be that transforming moment in Jesus' name. You say, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And so God, may that be what they embrace today, the truth, in Jesus' name, amen. Wow, that, that sermon, that message, and what it says is profound because it's about the truth. And it shows you an incredible consequence. One that's even hard to explain, as I said in the sermon, it's hard to explain how they have this consequence why I don't know where a lie will lead you I don't know whether it will lead you to a bad moment where you end up losing something like even your life because you won't tell the truth I don't know but here's what I think is important tell the truth and in this moment I want you to think about it for a minute are you lying unnecessarily are you putting yourself in a place you don't have to be take a deep breath take a step back and rethink this my friend there's something about the truth that can help you let me pray for you father let this be a moment of healing and grace May they find, I pray, the confidence to tell the truth. And I pray, Father, that they'd open their hearts. And may they they find healing and strength to do what's right. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being with us today on demand. It's always a joy to see you. I'll see you next time right here. I've got more to say, I promise. Don't you miss the next one. I've got something to say that's really going to help you. So stay with me in this study on the book of Acts. We're going to talk about delegation next time. So you stay there. See you next time.